but there's, ne- there's never been a better time to do it as a if you're an entrepreneur there's never yep. been a better time to go out there and start a plant-based business but you know what i would say you better hurry up because big businesses are waking up and um if you want to create something that's going to gain market share and be something that can be a sustainable business now's yep. the time to be doing it now's the time to follow your dreams and really go for it hi there veggie mates you just heard from this week's guest damien clarkson I'm your host, Matthew Davey, and this is the Veg Talk Podcast. Welcome back for another week to the regular listeners, and welcome to the show if this is your first time tuning in. It's great to have you here, and thank you for taking the time to listen. As you guys are currently the amazing sponsors behind this show, it would be awesome if I can once again get your help and propel this show to over 100 worldwide reviews. It's super easy. Head to the Apple Podcast application on iPhone, find Veg Talk, scroll down to the write a review button and throw us five stars if you can. If you've enjoyed an episode or multiple, please take the time right now to send us some love. I really hope you're getting some value out of each and every conversation and please make sure to message us if there's a particular plant-based human you'd like to see on the show. Now, let's shift our focus to this week's incredible guest, founder of the UK-based events company Vevolution, Damien Clarkson. Damien and his team reached out to us earlier this year, and as Anna and I were not planning on being in England anytime soon, we thought it was a good offer and one we could not refuse. So just as a heads up, the recording equipment is a little bit different for online conversations, uh, so it's going to sound a little bit different to usual. And I'm, I'm actually recording on that microphone right now as Anna is using the equipment in Mexico City to do a round of recordings for the Spanish version of the podcast. So Damien and his wife, Judy, founded Vivolution as a way to create inspiring events for those in the community that are dedicated to making positive change through the power of plants. Having hosted 28 events since 2017, These guys are well and truly making that idea a reality. If you're in the UK or planning on being there in November, the Evolution Festival is being held in London on November the 16th, 2019. I'd highly recommend grabbing tickets. There'll be an opportunity to meet people uh, that are some of the greatest minds in the plant-based movement, as well as the chance to meet like-minded humans that you can make friends with. Today, you will hear from Damien about his background, how Vivolution came to be, and we discuss what's going on in the world of climate change today. As always, I'll see you on the other side to wrap things up. I hope you enjoy today's show. All right, guys, we are here today. It's our first online episode, so I wish I was in the UK, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not in London, uh, unfortunately. We do hope to get there at some stage next year, but today we are with Damien Clarkson, uh, he is the founder of Vivolution, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard of. You're probably following on Instagram. And much like me, you're probably wishing that you could get to the events uh, that they're holding over there. They do look um, they do, do look really, really awesome. And we'll get into that today. So welcome to the, to the podcast, Damien. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me on. I feel I'm quite honored to be the first online guest of your podcast. Well, you've been, you've been on the list pretty much from the get-go for me. So back when I hadn't started the podcast, I had this big piece of like paper on the wall and it just had a bunch of podcast guests on there. And uh, Vivolution was one of the guests 
that I had on this piece of paper because uh, I'd been following you guys for, for quite a while. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't do it in person. We haven't got to the UK yet, but um, I'm, I'm stoked to have you on. Yeah, well, we can, we can always do a second, a second podcast if you have me. Next, now when you come to London, we do it. Absolutely, man. We're, we're actually starting to look into it. Um, we've heard that Norwegian do some pretty cheap flights. They do, um, yeah, very cheap. So from, I think they do LA to London direct. That's right, yeah. yeah I'm, quite, so, I'm quite an expert on transatlantic flights because we have so many speakers <laughs> coming from yep. the States and sometimes we're able to help them out with flights and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> Norwegian. Yeah, actually, Anna just hung out with Jeanette Fernandez. Oh, amazing. Great. Love Jeanette. In Los Angeles. I think it was yesterday, the day before. So um, she said that she'd worked with you guys or works with you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That we worked with, them, uh, worked with them last year. We actually went to LA and did a Feevolution kind of day at a conference in LA in partnership with Eat Drink Vegan. And then um, last November, they came over and they host a stage at Feevolution Festival. So Jeanette is coming over again this, this November and she brings a whole bunch of like the LA crew, uh, Tarin from Vegetarian, Kenny Anderson will be coming over, an amazing mm. skateboarder. So yeah, we have a like, really great collaboration with Eat Drink Vegan. Um, it's great. It really makes the evolution for like a global event, you know, when you've got like the best of the West Coast there and we got other speakers from America and people from across Europe. Yeah, it's really made it a global thing having them involved. No, it's, I mean, it's a great event. I mean, that's where I get the, the envy sitting here in America going, you know, wow, I think what you're building and correct me if I'm wrong is a real community. It's oh, that's, yeah. that's the vibe I get. And that's what makes me want to go. It's like, Oh, it just looks like a real community based event. It's really, it's really been about building a movement from the start, right? Because I lived in London and Judy and I knew all these incredible people but we'd go to kind of events that existed and we just felt like outsiders like we didn't exist we didn't really fit with what was there um you know we're quite creative people we're we entrepreneurial um and we lived in a part of london where there were lots of other people like this and people getting really interested in being vegan and plant-based and we're like you know i love ted talks i always looked at ted talks as an inspiration and um i thought wouldn't it be cool if like we brought together for like a, a vegan ted that was the idea and it's gonna i was like let's not make it about consumption or like you know just stuffing your face with as many freebies as you can it was kind of like let's all come together and like talk about really important issues you know because i spent a, a large part of my 20s you know campaigning about climate change and just being really concerned about the state of the world and thinking about how i could be part of the positive solution so i think that's was the goal when we set out and you know it's that old saying is it build it and they will come like we, we started to build it and then all these incredible people started to turn up into our life people like Jeanette you know like the the way Eat Drink Vegan found out about the evolution was that Nick the founder of Eat Drink Vegan Nick Adler is an incredible guy um saw the what we were doing on Instagram stories and then was like okay come to LA be a part of what we're doing here and that that relationship came came about through that so um it's just been amazing. Like we've manifested just an amazing community basically. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's an amazing thing. And yeah, as you continue to grow, um, I'm just really looking forward to, to seeing, you know, what Vevolution are able to do because 
we need, we need more of that. We need more conversation about the topics that are challenging, uh, mm. that are challenging us as a, as a society today. Um, I feel like it's not happening where you'd want it to happen. You know, we typically want to see it at an industry level. We want to see it at a political level, but what we're, what we're seeing in reality is that those people shy away from the hard topics. Uh, they don't want to face them. So it leaves people like yourself to create something where we can have a platform to do that. Yeah, I think it's about creating momentum around these topics, right? And you look at just take climate change as a, an example. You know, 10 years ago, I was really involved in the climate movement in kind of um, environmental movement in London. And there was a lot of like despondency around kind of the Copenhagen summit. And, you know, the momentum had gone out of, of climate change. No one wants to talk about climate change in the UK. It was just the bottom of the political agenda. But what you've seen through uh, things like Fevolution, which have platforms, the importance of climate change and you know, movements like Extinction Rebellion you know, and Greta Thunberg, they've, they've, they've built momentum around the need to talk about climate change again. It's been really exciting. So I'm really pleased we get to like, play a role in kind of like sparking debate. And what we're seeing actually is so many more like big institutions and corporates starting to take an interest in um, the plant-based world. And they're emailing us saying, can we come along to Fevolution because we want to see what, what it's all about. And that's really positive because whether they're motivated by profit or by um, altruism or doing good, ultimately the shift is towards people eating more plants and, and businesses being more conscious about their impacts on the planet. So the momentum is building and, and Fevolution, I feel like, has just been a, a nice little catalyst for that. Totally. Uh, you speak of Greta Thunberg. She's pretty yeah. amazing. She's actually here in the States at the moment. And yeah, uh, yeah. there's some kind of like climate summit or something going on. And Global climate strike <laughs> starts yes, tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. And she, she is at this event where people are like, they're able to speak up, um, mm. you know, on these topics. And the guy was like the chairman of you know, the climate change board or I, I, I Bill, Bill McKibben from three three fifty dog. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I, I should have got the, the clip, but I saw a clip yesterday on, on now this. And, um, she got asked by this guy who you would think is uh, meant to be a leader in, in the, uh, in the whole movement. But I think he's more of like, you know, an industry kind of person he just happens to be the chair of this i'll I'll get the name and chuck it in the in the intro outro of the podcast Mm -hmm. but he asked her why should we be following the science and she just looked perplexed she was (laughs) like is this a real question i'm getting from a senior person on climate change like is is he really asking me this she just looked stumped and she was like well why wouldn't we follow the science it's the best Mm -hmm information we have today and it is a union by you know most like all scientists really i don't think you're going to get too many scientists across the board that disagree with what we've found um, about 97 percent so, of scientists are in, in agreement about around climate change the climate scientists yep. are only to, to, there we go yeah 
yeah, I should, I should show you the clip, clip after this. It's just funny to see her face because she's very, she's very, um, you know, straight up and down. She doesn't really, she doesn't beat around the bush at all. She, she gets straight to the point. Um, I really do like her. Yeah. I think it's, um, she's the person we needed, you know, and, okay. um, and it's very, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how her, her career develops, you know, as a campaigner and person over the next, you know, 40, 50, 60 years. Um, and it's like almost like Batman, you know, he's the hero Gotham needs and she's maybe the hero the climate movement needs. And um, it must be an awful lot of pressure for her to be so mm. revered and looked up to and a voice of a generation at such a young age. And I just, um, yeah, I think it's incredible what she's doing. I just hope it all kind of works out for her, really. Yeah, totally. I mean, she could be changing uh, like the path for, for kids in the future. Oh, like she how, is already, undoubtedly, yeah, yeah, 100%. Of how, of how life may look in the future for, for kids. What I love about it is that, you know, often we, not like as a society in the past, I think we've looked down on kids and not taken their word uh, as strongly as we should have. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, my you know, my kid's saying this, my kid's saying that, how cute is that? My how kid's saying go vegan. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Or my kid's saying, let's go strike, you know, for the yeah. climate on Friday. But she's, you know, not doing traditional schooling and she's basically dedicating her life to, uh, to activism uh, mm-hmm. and to professional speaking at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think she's completely changing the game. Uh, along with other guys that were in like the gun activist movement here in America. Uh, unfortunately, the media seemed to have gone off that, uh, you know, that group of kids from the, the Florida shooting that really started to change the game. But um, I suppose they're reliant somewhat on the media. But that, yeah, the whole movement of activism at a lower level is very, very exciting, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So let's get back to to Vivolution and your story. I want to hear a little bit about you. So, you know, where it all started for you, what uh, what work you were doing before you decided to to make the jump into Vivolution with Judy. Uh, yeah. And and what what got you vegan? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's take it back a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I grew up um, in a place called Kent which is on the outskirts of London. I was an absolute sport mad kid. You know, I was playing football. I'm pretty sure I thought I was going to play for Arsenal until I was about 14. <laughs> um, I was completely mad, yeah, about soccer and football um, and cricket, a game we play here in the UK and in Australia, obviously, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know what? I just, I never really knew anyone vegetarian growing up. I grew up in quite a kind of, um, I guess, working class background um it wasn't something that was part of my kind of upbringing um and i guess around the late around 2007 2008 i went traveling actually um and for the first time i saw things like coral bleaching i saw things like people who were living in real poverty in thailand and street kids and stuff like you just don't forget and i came back and I, I just wasn't the same person until then. I'd just been a normal kind of young person. You know, I wanted to get my education and I wanted to go and then get a good job. And that was kind of like my goal. 
And I came back and I was like, well, <laughs> I was 23 and I was like, there's some stuff going on here. I, I feel like I need to start caring about. And the main one was really climate change. That was something I started to really read about. And this was like 2008 in the build up to the Copenhagen summit. And uh, that was at the time a big impetus and hope that the governments were going to sort of finally act on climate change. And that didn't happen. And I, by this time I was living in London and I was really lucky to meet some incredible people who were really passionate about um, tackling climate change, but they were also creative. And, you know, I just at the time met lots of people who were just really, really creative, smart people. And um, I immersed myself in those communities, you know, and I guess like one being a kind of creative community um, of like musicians and artists and the other being a kind of climate activist community. And around this time, I started building my career in that, that way. I'd worked in marketing and social media, and um, I started to really focus on environmental campaigns and organizations and working with um, charities and NGOs in the climate space. So I worked with people like Care, people like Plan International, um, Friends of the Earth, and I worked at The Guardian on the Keep It in the Grounds um, fossil fuel divestment campaign. So my career was very much in communications and it's very much focused where I could on being involved in climate change stuff. And then in 2011, I decided to not eat meat anymore, January 2011. And then quite soon after became vegetarian. And then I was vegetarian for a number of years until 2013. And um, it was, I, I think I was just making excuses for not being vegan to myself and I went to Berlin just for a weekend away and I had a great time and ate loads of amazing vegan food and I just sort of made a decision then I said if I can be vegan in Berlin I can be vegan in London let's give this a go and then very quickly I was very very fortunate to be um, put in touch with Matthew Glover who is the founder of the Veganery campaign um, and his wife Jane and I got involved in the very first Veganery campaign. So it was just run by Jane and Matthew and they hired myself and uh, someone who worked with me to um, work on the first campaign. And so it was a great thing to be involved in. I think on the first year, we only got 7,000 people to take part or something, but we got it on the front page of The Guardian. I wrote an article that got to the front page of The Guardian for the first time. And that, that was the first time I'd ever seen anything vegan related on the front page of a national kind of newspaper website. Um, and yeah, it really sparked a desire in me to do more stuff in the plant-based vegan space. And I felt really passionately, personally about it. And I just sort of eventually, that's what kind of led to Judy and I wanting to create Vevolution. It was, um, it was a really exciting time. Uh, and I just felt like, okay, I've, I've got to do this now. If I'm not going to step up and sort of build a movement, I don't know who else in London is going to do that. So why not? <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Going back to the, the days where you're writing about the climate with the mm. keep it in the ground uh, movement, mm. how has it changed since then? Has it changed a lot or have we, have we not really changed the conversation a heap since then? Uh, you know what? I think the conversation is kind of the same, but I feel like the execution is so much more unified, you know, back in, um, 2010 11 the group i was involved in climate rush we were doing die-ins we were talking about air pollution we were talking about climate crisis in quite similar kind of language to extinction rebellion 
like it was we were one of you know 20 groups in the uk talking about this stuff and it was very disparate and very like fragmented and people all had their own thing they were kind of trying to champion i feel like what has happened with extinction rebellion it's kind of unified the climate movement and it's everyone's agreed to a set of clear messaging and it, and it's i would say it's quite hard line messaging but it is quite an extreme situation so the messaging kind of fits the the current situation for our planet and the climate um so yeah i i think a lot of it is the same but there's been a recognition that co that cooperation is needed and it's not just been um activists who have said that it's people like the guardian who you know damien carrington the environmental editor at the guardian i was you know advocating a plant-based diet you've got george mombia one of the world's leading environmental writers who's a vegan you know you've got um a much more unified approach to BBC, you know, until a couple of years ago, they would have uh, climate scientists, you know, you might have James Hansen, former head of NASA, you know, talking about climate change. And then you'll have Nigel Lawson, former chancellor of the Cheka, who's a climate change denier, is funded by fossil fuel um, industry, basically to go on TV and sort of to, to debate climate change. And so you had this parallel where it was always a debate until a few years ago, the BBC said, we're not debating climate science anymore. This is how it is. This is science. And people like The Guardian, there's been more of a mainstream, I guess, frustration at the inaction that's happened from governments and business. And now that is being implemented and they're really supporting things like Extinction Rebellion. So I think the communication is clearer. It's more unified. So a lot of the ideas are the same, but it's it, it's got more mainstream um, media buy-in, I guess. And it's not about these fringe kind of climate loonies now is about all of us are really affected by this and we're going to get behind it. Yeah. I think it's definitely a different message to, to what we're getting here in the States. Um, you say like the fringe climate loonies. I think we yeah. have a fringe climate loony as the leader of the country here. Yeah. On the um, one side though, right? <laughs> so exactly, exactly. So, you know, that's kind of worrying because you know, you see the, the reversals he's doing with, you know, land dedicated to like national park area. He wants to rip it up and, and dig it up. He wants to reverse uh, things like the water sanctions that have been put on uh, large industries, um, mm. water quality. He wants to even reverse. I heard the other day he wants to reverse. There's some, some laws around light bulbs and, you know, having energy efficient light bulbs or something like that. And he was like, we're going to take it back to the, to the old light bulbs. Cause they make me look orange. No, um, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's hard to believe that parts of the world, like you're living in uh, are getting unified and people are coming together on this topic. Whereas other parts of the world still seem so divided. Um, so I'm, I'm glad the UK is, is heading in that direction. It definitely seems like an amazing place to be right now. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if um, the government are heading there yet, but I think um, young people are, and I feel like the, the general public is, and I feel like um, actually businesses are as well, and they, they really are, and even big businesses are heading that way. You know, companies like Unilever, who have a, a huge output, you know, an influence on um, the food industry, they're making massive strides forward. Um, in terms of their environmental practices and you know actually I think they recognize that 
being a responsible organization is not only the right thing to do, but it's good business. Yeah, totally. And yeah, I think the image of their business is, is going to be dependent on it. Um, but then, yeah. you know, much, much deeper than that, it's, it's, it's needed. So uh, I hope that, yeah, I hope that more large industries come to the realization that at the end of the day, we just need to do this to, to take care of uh, the planet and, and the planet that future generations are going to be living on. I think that's at the end of the day, that's why we're seeing so many young people speak up because it's, it's going to be really confronting for them if we don't make change. Yeah. And it, it undoubtedly, it already is. It's too late for exactly. many, many people around the world, you know, people living in um, the global South and, uh, you know, parts of um, Asia, you know, it's already too hot. It's got too hot. And mm-hmm. uh, as, as society, we have to be open and supportive of those people who are affected by the impacts of climate change. And sadly, you'll see in America with the building of the wall and the kind of racist xenophobic kind of rhetoric that is being um used that 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 isn't happening i uh, uh, i think it's very sad for the uk being british that we're leaving the eu because i think the actions of countries like germany and um some other countries when helping refugees in need has been really amazing and um <laughs> we're on a funny little island at the moment <laughs> with brexit and stuff so yeah yeah, definitely catching the worldwide headlines. Uh, people aren't yeah. really sure what's going on, I think, with the whole Brexit thing. Um, let's but, not go down that rabbit hole. Be here no, let's, let's, not even touch, let's not even touch that. But what I do want to touch on is, yeah, your, your point before, you're, ex- you're, you're spot on. It, it, this is happening. Um, I need to change my conversation to, you know, in the future to actually this is happening. This is happening right now. And I know in years... Previous, people were predicting that, look, there's going to be a huge amount of people displaced by climate change and they're going to be looking to relocate yeah, because right. their, their homes are gone. Their, their islands are you know, under, underwater and, and they have to move. And it's really sad that countries are just turning away people by putting up walls, by reducing immigration, really not looking at it from a, a humanitarian standpoint. It's just like we are this country and our borders are not open to, I mean, the stuff that Trump says is bananas. He just basically blankets it and calls them all bad people when, <laughs> come on, man. Like, have you been to the Bahamas? Have you been to the Caribbean? You know, there's a, a huge amount of people that are, extremely nice and they've just been you know put out of a home because of a category five hurricane like where's the where's the love yeah i know where's the love so it it is happening now and it's only going to get worse in the future when we're hitting hitting places in southeast asia that have millions and millions of people that are are set to be displaced by by rising water levels and uh, and, and climate change so and this what? and this is just another reason that the plant-based diet is is so vital because it's going to allow, allow us to use our land in a more efficient way it's going to allow us to feed more people with plants and you know like it's more efficient both from a water perspective um and and 
resource perspective way to to feed people so it's just it's just another reason that you know a plant-based diet is sort of the global diet of the future totally totally yeah how can we i suppose how can we turn it around quickly is it do you think this is something that is possible because as it is in effect now we're we're seeing storms get worse and worse now Mm. is it (laughs) possible yeah well uh, i think we're we're living in a world where climate change is happening that is a fact climate change the planet is going to increase and, and get warmer and warmer we're not going to be able to reverse that it's more of a a case of damage limitation now so i think to do that we need momentum around these ideas that are being talked about by extinction rebellion we need innovation we need massive investment into decarbonizing our energy system we need massive investment into plant-based foods we need massive investment into education about the need for plant-based foods and the need for tackling climate change we need to basically um, build movements around the world that are encouraging all these things so if you're listening to this podcast and you're in alaska or you're in mexico or you're in uh, portland you know like i think there's a role for you to play and whether that is going and you know creating a startup that is driving plant-based food innovation or whether that is going and creating a company that like the evolution that promotes all this stuff i feel like um we we all need to try and be as active in driving positive change as we can and you know and one way you could do that you know if you're um a lawyer if you're and you're earning lots of money as a high-flying corporate lawyer you know go and support organizations go on the crowdfunding websites and support plant-based businesses you know look at look at how you can use your money in an effective way to support movements that are creating change i think i think we need to have that mentality of um of like we need to support the growth of all this positivity and you know people like trump he's a he's a throwback he's a relic he won't his ideas are ideas of the past people like greta and you know the people coming through the climate movement right now and you know people creating these great businesses out there they're the leaders of the future you know and this regressive kind of um period in our history i hope will be seen as like a blip in a more overarching positive trends that we've seen in terms of world becoming um healthier people living longer people becoming more affluent um over the last since the second world war you know i see this as hopefully a 10-year blip of populism and weirdness before the new generation takes over and then we're really leading the charge towards uh better business better energy systems and a better future i love that i love that i really hope yeah i I hope that's the case because i suppose when you when all of this is front of mind for someone that's you know an environmentalist or an animal activist or you know a vegan and and fully aware of these um, these things that are happening around the world it's it can be a battle some days where you question yourself and go is this really working are we really getting to where we need to be because sometimes it feels like we are going backwards but your perspective there I feel that that's, that's what is going to happen. We just need to continue the momentum and keep acting uh, and kind of erase this blip. I like that blip on the map that, <laughs> it, that this 10-year, 8-year period will be. 
And I, you know what? I think it's okay to question yourselves and say, okay, is this the right thing I'm doing with my life, you know, to have impact? Is this, is, are things really going to change? You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they won't. But I, I choose to be an optimist. And I think we built the evolution around the idea of optimism and the idea of positive change. And, you know, and I really found in my life, if you believe in something, you know, it can, it can start to happen. And I'm, I totally accept that I'm really lucky probably, but I don't think it's a coincidence that all these great things have happened since we created this company where we, cho- we chose to be optimists. We chose to believe in positivity. And, um, you know, all the negativity that maybe is um, even existing around the plant-based vegan movement in the past. We just don't want anything to do with that. We just don't entertain that. We don't judge people. We don't kind of say this is a movement only for, only for people who are like us. We say it's a movement for everyone because actually to create change, you need a really diverse and rich mix of ideas and people. And what, like one person, one type of idea is not going to create change. You need to have that kind of people coming together and clashing and mixing ideas. And, you know, that's where you get new things come out of and new innovations and new movements uh, arise. So let's get into how Vevolution is doing that. So yeah. I, I would love to hear how you and Judy met. Mm. Because Tinder. <laughs> you and Judy, <laughs> there we that's uh that's that's definitely evidence of the times we're living in so you know that's that's not so unusual anymore i think people uh we often go oh you know met on a dating app um yeah yeah and she wasn't vegan at the time um Mm -hmm. i was um but we just had an amazing amazing connection and you know i think very very quickly after we started dating we started thinking how can we kind of blend our our skills together to create something and judy's background was in events and working um, with young people and she really knew how to produce high quality produce, like productions and I kind of knew how to sell things and get people excited about 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 ideas and um, we came together and that was kind of um, how we met and very quickly started working together. Beautiful stuff and then I suppose the the evolution of Vevolution. So yeah. <laughs> what, what were your first kind of ideas for the business? What did you, uh, what did you start to, to put out into the world? And, and yeah. then we can get into more currently. So in 2015, um, I put on an event called Vegan Futures in London. Um, and about 250 people turned up. It sold out in about two weeks of me posting it on my personal Facebook um, we, we basically didn't have an idea of what we were doing. Um, and Judy got involved last minute and kind of helped make sure it wasn't a total disaster. And to think back, that was four years ago and how ramshackle it was, but it really was like a birth of a new wave of like veganism within London. So many people who have gone on to be, um, influencers in this movement, people like plant-based news, people like Earthling Ed, they were all there, you know, we were, People like Ali Tabrizi is doing the new film with um, Cowspiracy guys, uh, all part of this. And, um, and yeah, and then Feevolution kind of evolved from that. And me and G wanted to work together on a more, a more permanent kind of basis. And um, the first festival was in, in 2016. We had about 500 people turn up to a warehouse in East London. It was a bit bigger, a bit more professional, but it was still very, very early and it felt very, um, very grassroots, but we always had the idea of wanting to build a, 
a global brand, education brand around positive change. And, you know, really looking to TED Talks was our kind of inspiration and guide. Um, Mm -hmm. And we we made a commitment from the very start to film talks at our events and, uh, you know, make them freely available because we didn't want to hold this knowledge for the privileged people who are in London and can afford to attend. We want to make sure that as much as possible was freely available to people. And that was something that was always at the heart of what we did from the start. It was all about, you know, giving back and giving information to the world and, you know, inspiring people wherever they might be. That's beautiful. Yeah. No, I love, I do love that you're able to go into like the Vivolution YouTube channel and check out past events, past speeches, you know, that, that content is accessible. Why, why hold it? You know, it is, it's super important. I love that you guys do that. Um, what about some of the events, some of the events that I have seen and that you've, you've held in the past that I really love, um, are like the pitch events where people go into it for the, for the listeners. I I think it's genius. So, um, pitch and plant are some plant-based pitching events that we created first in 2017 and we first held it as part of the Bevolution Festival in 2017. And Judy and I were like, I don't know if anyone's actually going to turn up and watch this like session basically at the, at the festival, but it was packed. People were standing up at the back and we had um, a cool like lineup of judges. We had a uh, Derek Sarno who's doing, you know, Wiki Kitchen and Good Catch. And we had a uh, Jonathan Petridis who's part of All Plants, you know, co-founder of All Plants. Um, Louis Blake who's one of the top kind of hospitality entrepreneurs here in the UK. Um, and it was amazing. And we were just like, okay, there's something here. And we partnered with um, an investment firm for the second year um, and made it much bigger. And, you know, we, we hold it every July now um, in London. And this year we, uh, Fevolution, um, started making some investments directly into companies ourselves. So we partnered with an investor who um, has supported us to start investing in startups. So now we're invested into companies one being the well-being company who make the most amazing plant-based chocolate and another one being club cultures who make incredible tempeh so it's been really unbelievable because we've managed to bring together this amazing network of entrepreneurs to come and pitch their businesses and it's so hard we sit there and try and work through who are going to be the finalists on the day <laughs> it's the hardest thing i've ever done you know like yep. there's so much talent and uh incredible businesses out there that are really kind of set to shake up the plant-based well the whole the whole um food sector and beauty sector and not just plant-based sector so it's been incredible and it's it, if anyone listening it's really like um uh, a shark tank or a dragon's den but with mm-hmm. much much uh, friendlier people <laughs> running it and um yeah and yeah it's been it's been incredible and that that has been great like all the business support stuff we do our plant-based business boot camps which are early day training events for plant-based entrepreneurs and you know we've got a plant-based business podcast launching soon that that really brings me personally lots of joy because it's an area um judy and i are super super passionate about and you're doing that one with louis the the business podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah with louis louis going to be the weekly host um and then uh once a month you get to hear me and judy interview a bunch of people in more of a round table situation it's going to be produced and published by evolution in partnership with louis and he's someone we've been friends with for about three years and you know he appeared at the very first Fevolution festival and um it's been great to like work with him on on this and also like we we informally help so many startups who are always 
sending people staff introducing them to people and it's like something we're really passionate about so there's going to be some truth bombs on there you know it's, it's about laying it all bare and you know really saying the truth about how it's to be an entrepreneur because anyone you know out there who's listening and wants to create a business i can say it's the most rewarding thing i've ever done but it's also the most hard challenging terrifying you know thing i've ever done as well it really is um it's really not an easy choice but it can be very rewarding yeah it kind of hits all those cliches doesn't it of like you know getting into your comfort getting outside of your comfort zone that's where the growth happens um et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> i think it definitely hits all those cliches but they're they're true uh, there's no doubt about it. You know, you have your doubts, but you've got to push. But there's, ne- there's never been a better time to do it. As a, if you're an entrepreneur, there's never yep. been a better time to go out there and start a plant-based business. But you know what? I would say you better hurry up because the big businesses are waking up. And um, if you want to create something that's going to gain market share and be something that can be a sustainable business, now's yep. the time to be doing it. Now's the time to follow your dreams and really go for it. Totally, totally. Um, another, another event that you had was the, she loves plants. Oh yeah. Event. She loves plants. Yeah. I think that was also really cool. I mean, I, I really do love all of the stuff uh, you guys have created. So that Thank was you. an event purely, purely for, for women in, in business. Yeah, it was, it was this, the first one was very much focused on women in all sorts of areas of creativity, whether that be, um, health or, or business um but uh, this we're going to be doing it again it's going to be more business focused and um the easiest way to describe that for anyone listening is a bit like a girl boss rally um so it's really high energy it's all about showcasing amazing plant-powered um female leaders basically because when we started Vivolution, obviously my co-founder judy um and wife mm-hmm. <laughs> She was like, why are we going to all these events? It's just white men. It's just men. Like, where are the, where are the, where are the women? <laughs> and, you know, like, I'm a guy. And so, therefore, a lot of the people I was looking to as role models also were guys. But Judy was like, no, we need to switch this up. We need to, like, really showcase and be at the forefront of, like, um, championing all these amazing women. And I'm, I really love that event. And I'm really proud of the way the evolution as a whole, we've always programmed we always try to make sure that we are like profiling women very consciously and saying that, okay, this is like the society has been led by men for, you know, forever. And it's got us in a bit of a state. So, Hey, actually a bit of feminine energy in business and in the future of the planet is going to be a really positive thing. So we're really conscious about that. And we're really like championing that, championing that stuff. And, um, and she loves plants is a great example of that. And like, it's just really inspiring. And um, all the, all the talks from she loves plants at the moment are now coming out on the evolution podcast, which is oh, a nice. weekly podcast where all the talks from our events, we publish them weekly. So, if so, you're into podcasts. so through, through the, the, you know, the number of media outlets that you guys currently run and, and events you currently run, who are some of your favorite, you know, your favorite vegans, whether they're in the UK, the US, uh, that the listeners can go and find and, and follow on Instagram or, or their personal pages. Yeah, I definitely recommend going and following um, Bosch. Those guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, like Ian Henry, the absolutely brilliant, really top lads. Um, I really recommend, um, yeah, following those guys. Um, Veganery, 
I think are incredible animal rights organization, obviously being really involved in them from the start. Um, I love to see them grow. Louis Blake, who we're doing this, um, this plant-based business podcast with, he's a really great, inspiring entrepreneur. I really recommend following. Um, Dom Thompson, who's coming over to Feevolution. He's a, he's incredible, uh, a, a credible guy, athlete, entrepreneur. Um, I really recommend giving him a follow. Um, in terms, of, I'm, I'm very conscious that I've just listed off a whole massive bunch of guys there. Venetia <laughs> <laughs> um, Falconer, who we work with at Feevolution, she's an environmentalist. Um, I say go and follow Judy, my partner, Judy E. Nadell. Um, she's, she's an incredible woman and super passionate about championing uh, women in this movement. Um, I'm trying to think of a few other people I really recommend going to follow. Um, yeah, there's, a pl- there's plenty there. Like, I would say oh, there's, that. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's heaps. I, I, would, um, I would go and check out the Vvolution Instagram page and just go for a scroll because you'll find you know, a bunch of, of really cool people that you've had uh, as, as hosts or talkers, speakers, sorry, at, uh, at your events. And at the people you listed are, are awesome. And I think it covers uh, a cool uh, spectrum there. You've got the Bosch guys with the food, the Veganuary guys. I mean, their last campaign uh, yeah, insane, was massive. Insane, and it's, yeah. it's only going to keep growing. I, 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 get, I get excited when I see that, you know, they post about their, their numbers over the years and, and how it's growing. I think that's a, a really good reflection of, uh, of where the movement is, is at, uh, which is exciting. Oh, I'm thinking of a couple of other people, Sustainably Vegan, yep. um, Lucas, she's, if you're into environment, low impact, she's really great. Um, the So Vegan guys, Ben and Roxy, love what they're doing as well. I definitely follow them. And then like um, Jeanette, you know, who you, who you mentioned, your wife, um, your partner was yep. um, recently Jeanette Fernandez from Eat, Drink, Vegan and Eat, Drink, Vegan. And um, Tarin from Vegetarian, they're all brilliant. Like it's really, there's so much great inspiration on Instagram. I really recommend like just getting on there and connecting with people. And actually uh, what I've found is that people in this movement are really open to, um, really open to like meeting new people and talking to people, yep. and um, which has been nice because a lot of people in this movement have grown some really big followings, but I think for the whole, for the most part, people have have stayed quite humble and willing to kind of like be part of a community, not kind of set aside from it. Looking in they're they're very much actively involved in helping and encouraging other people. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, that's honestly where I've got a huge bulk of the guests on the show is just by reaching out on Instagram and you think, Oh, you know, why would they want to, you know, why would, would they want to give their time to, to little old veg talk podcast, you know, but they're so open, so keen to meet up uh, and give up, you know, an hour or two of their time to, to hang out much, much like you guys. So um, I couldn't agree more. We should be using social media for maybe what it was intended for rather than, you know, rather than just following someone and mindlessly double tapping the images that they share get into their DMs, say hello, yeah. let them know, <laughs> let them know how they've affected your life in a positive way, share their content. And yeah, I think all of that is underestimated by us individuals. Uh, that goes a long way into helping, uh, helping the movement spread far and wide. And yeah, just showing, showing your followers that, 
there are these types of people out there that are really inspiring. So yeah, yeah I would say just like, you're right. Connection and like conversation. That's what social media in the, was built on, you know, and that's in Twitter in the early days was built on that. And I think, um, you know, reach out to people. I get lots of people reaching out to me and I always try to get, to, get back to people as, as fast as I can. And, you know, if I don't get back straight away, I always eventually will get back, you know, um, yep. really important. And I think people in this movement generally are really receptive to helping others. Totally. So with all that being said and the events that you've, po- you've hosted in the past, mm. there's quite a big event happening in in November and that's your, your Vivolution festival. So yeah. let's get into that. Let's talk a little bit about yeah. the new baby. Yeah. It's the fourth annual Vivolution festival. So <laughs> it's grown, <laughs> it's grown a lot from like the kind of humble beginnings to where, where it is now. Um, it's taking place on the 16th of November. Yep. And it's at the um, BFI, the British Film Institute, which is on the South Bank of London. So if you don't know London, this is like the spot. It's very central. It's on the river, the River Thames. It is um, a really prime location. And to bring, viva, the, bring the vegan movement, the plant-powered movement to a place like this is a real source of pride for Judy and I because, you know, we didn't start this business with like loads of money behind us. We didn't start it with, with anything really we started it with our overdrafts and you know um to have such a global gathering of people coming from all over the world to you know discuss ideas for the future is is absolutely incredible and you know this year we've got a new stage it's got a, a third stage um, called the positive future stage um alongside the eat drink vegan stage and then the Feevolution main stage so it just keeps keeps on growing and um it's it's a really, really exciting time to be doing this. And, you know, for it's, we've had over 5,000 people come to our events since we started. And um, this feels like just, just incredibly exciting because I think the movement is just growing and growing. And every year I stand up there and I say, wow, what a year, what a year for this movement. And it just, it just keeps on growing because I think the momentum is behind us. And um, I'm really excited. I think if you're, if you're listening to this, um, everyone is welcome at Feevolution. It's a really inclusive space and you know you don't have to be vegan but if you come along you're going to hear lots of lots of stuff that's going to inspire you hopefully to go and like um you know live a life of purpose and you know have as much impact as you can in the areas you care about that's really cool yeah i think just as it's it's just as important for people that are not vegan to attend these events as it is the ones that are maybe ready to start a business maybe they're coming to evolution to learn a little bit about starting a business in the plant-based world but the people that aren't there yet uh, it's just as important that you know they step outside their comfort zone to uh, to enter a place like this and and learn a little bit about you know the direction that they might truly want to be going in uh what an awesome source of inspiration you know these events are for those types of people as well I would say a hundred percent, you know, um, cause we have now three stages completely packed out of talks, panels in conversations. We really program it. So there's something for everyone. The kind of key areas of food innovation, health, environment, wellbeing. Um, we've got talks on parenting this year, and then we have a lot of content around business and startup journeys and, you know, whether you want to raise investment or learn how to build a food brand, you're going to find something for you. 
the, the challenges, you know, there's so much good stuff going on. You can't see everything. And that's why we do the podcast. We do do all the other stuff we do with the filming to make sure that if you miss something on the day, you're still going to be able to hear it. It's still going to be able to get that full benefit from the knowledge that's being shared. And that was actually a thing at the start when we started Vevolution. We were like, we went to some events and there were great talks, you know, but they're in such terrible locations with so much sound bleed and just I was like I felt sorry for this brilliant speaker who's up there just speaking it with the most amateur setup possible and we we're like no that that ends you know and this information it has to be shared it has to go elsewhere it can't just die here as soon as it's said in the minds of the people there it has to it has to go elsewhere and that's why we wanted to create a movement that was more than about just physical events is about actually an education movement for the planet. Love it. And this year, how many people are you expecting to attend so, yeah, the event? A thousand is, is the dream. We had 800 last year. We've got okay. a new stage this year and we have um, a new ticket this year. This low impact ticket mm-hmm. where we, um, we spoke to some people who came last year and some of our friends in the kind of environmental movement. And they were like, we love it if there's an option for people who don't want the goodie bag that you provide. Because, you know, we, the way Fevolution is sustainable is the brand partners we work with. So mm-hmm. one of the things we do is a, a kind of goodie bag um, for attendees. Um, so we have a ticket that is like minus that. And it's been really well received. Like people really bought into it. And so we're hoping that with that, we're going to get to um, a thousand people this year. Um, which is it's absolutely mind-blowing. Honestly, it really... It really uh, very humbling and it's really kind of mind-blowing because i just never never thought you know when we started it started messing around with this stuff like four years ago that we'd be at this point no it's amazing and for anyone that is listening that is in the uk or planning on being in the uk around november the 16th where can they get tickets because this will air um early october so you know we're speaking late september right now um, this will be going live in a couple of weeks. So if people are listening and interested, they've totally got, as long as there's still tickets for sale, they've totally got enough time to, to go and purchase. So where can they find them? Yeah, I would just say go to fevolution.co. That's our yep. website. And from there, you can find all the information about the festival. Um, go to fevolution underscore on Instagram. Um, loads of content there about the festival who you can expect to see and kind of things we have going on from the workshops to the food to um, the speakers so yeah devolution.co is the, the place to go and you'll be able to find everything you need to come along and join us and it, it really is a global movement and we get so many people message us saying oh, I'm coming from X place thousands of miles away um, but I'm scared I'm not going to make friends and every year we get emails <laughs> back from the same people going I made loads of friends it was fantastic it was great I'm, I'm, it, it, it all worked out so if you're coming on your own like reach out to us as well we have a group for people if you're buying a ticket you can join and connect with people beforehand we have a mobilized group for that so you're not alone like we're here to like kind of hook you up with people and yeah you're welcome to come along and I really hope everyone who comes this year like gets gets lots out of it and yeah it's just yeah it's fantastic it's still going happening that is that is fantastic that's a great idea i mean people not only get to hear from you know some amazing leaders in the movement but they can go and make friends that are like-minded uh, 100%. i think that's super important why not because you know like it's it can be quite um it can be quite isolating if you're a person who wants to kind of be out there doing doing good in the world and maybe your family just don't see that 
vision for you or you know maybe you know you're, you don't come from a background where that is the dumb thing um but it's a really powerful thing to be around people who are there with the intention of like non-judgment open-mindedness being open-minded and then change being change makers that those things combined together makes for a really incredible um experience and we always say to people like try and let people say oh so tell us about evolution and we we always say really you're not going to be able to get it until you you go when once you go people just get it because it's unlike anything else and to I, it sounds really big-headed to say it's unlike anything else, but it, but it really is unlike anything else that is out there, anything I've ever been to. And um, it's, a, it's a really, it's a great source of pride for us that, you know, we've had so many incredible people to work with and collaborate with to kind of build it. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It kind of reminds me of like, say, TED Talks meets Music Festival. Oh uh, yeah, that got, was the idea. You, <laughs> you've, got, you've got multiple stages. Uh, people have to, you know, choose what time slots they want to go to that reminds me of a music festival where you're like oh crap there's you know there's this person on the yeah. eat drink, drink vegan stage and then there's this person on uh you know another stage and i've got to choose between them so that reminds me of that and then you've definitely got the speaking aspect which uh is totally in line with that ted talk vision that you had early on we actually have a music performance this year on the main stage it's an amazing mc called lamar He's like, uh, handles MIC. Um, he's incredible. We had him at one of our events earlier in the year. Um, and he's like a South London, a South London, um, rapper He's incredible. And, um, he'd be performing on the main stage. And so like music is something we want to incorporate more into what we do. Um, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> we interviewed Moby last, last year in LA. Very and we cool. Were saying, oh, We'd love it if we could do something a bit like Circle V, you know, what they did out in uh, Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. Like bands playing and stuff. And that's maybe something we'd be able to do in the future. We'll see. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd definitely like to interview Moby. That uh, He's a really nice guy. Yeah. You should, yeah. You should, um, maybe I can introduce you. He's really cool. We'll see. That, that would be yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah LA's, not, LA's not too far away and there's plenty of people. Uh, yeah, I just made a I made a list yesterday of new guests that I I would like. Who's to, on there? To Come on, on the tell show. me. Tell yeah. me who's on there. Oh, let's um, let's go to the list. Okay, California, Doctor G. Have you heard of him? Doctor G. Doctor no, G. Not Doctor Gregor. <laughs> not Doctor Gregor. Doctor G. He's a young dude that has his own podcast. It's called the Heal Thyself Podcast. He's uh, he's he's great. I've got Dotsie Bausch, the Olympic cyclist. Yeah, incredible. Um, Johnny Johnny Juicer. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor. Great. Yeah, he's really cool. Doctor McDougal. Yeah. Uh, Robbie from Mastering Diabetes. Robbie and uh, Cyrus. Uh, Doctor Clapper. Cool. Clapper. Yeah. Dan Butner, Kathy Freston. They're a powerhouse couple yeah, they are blue zones i met kathy really brief, briefly and i was like i didn't want a fanboy over dan's book <laughs> really exactly. yeah yeah i've got uh the team Sherzai. the Sherzai's. they're like the they're doing a lot of work on alzheimer's amazing um, yeah, i don't know yeah. those guys uh paul shapiro he's the author of clean meat yep i know paul moby yeah nimai delgado and bianca taylor yeah, yeah. Another power couple. Yeah. Rich Roll. Yeah. 
I thought I'd shoot for the stars and put Schwarzenegger on there. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim Moore, he's the Kiwi guy, vegan fat kid. Oh, Tim came to Evolution Festival in 2017, just hang out. Yeah. Really, really good guy. Really nice yep. guy. You know, he seems like a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul DeGelder, the Aussie, um, he got attacked by a shark. Have you heard of him? Oh, that sounds intense. <laughs> he, he it's, Man, he's got anyone listening go to the Richard Old podcast and find the conversation with Paul DeGelder. It's an incredible story. Uh, and then I thought there's a, so did you see recently there was a new New York times opinion piece saying, stop mocking vegans. Okay. Yeah. I think I saw it. I haven't read it though. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was, I kind of went, you know, it, it definitely went around the, the vegan circles. A lot of people shared that article and I'm assuming that the author is not a vegan himself. Uh, and I think he's in California as well. So I thought that'd be an interesting uh, conversation to yeah do uh, it. to have. Yeah. So there's a there's a fair list there, and that's just California. So, so if any of those guys are listening, like get in touch. Exactly. If any of those guys <laughs> are Veg Talk uh, subscribers, that'd be that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's definitely for the future. So. Listeners, I hope you're getting excited. There's a, there's a few people there that we, we're hoping to uh, be talking to in the end of 2019 and 2020. Great. Uh, yeah. I do happen. have a... How, how much time we got left on your end there, Damien? Just maybe five minutes, yeah. All right. So I got one question for you. You are recently married to Judy. Yeah. And you've been running this business for the last five years or so. Yeah, Fevolution has been running for like two and a half years, but we've been messing around in this space for like four, yeah. Yeah, so what are the challenges of being, you know, in a relationship with your business partner, being married to your business partner? How, yeah. how can people in the same situation, um, you know, learn from you guys? Uh, yeah, I think my number one tip would be to uh, say to Judy, like ultimately Fevolution isn't us we're not Vevolution. Vevolution is this amazing thing we've created together but it doesn't define who we are in our relationship outside of that and it can be re- doing what we do be really stressful it's not the most financially um successful business so there comes pressures with that and you know um things are changing really quickly and moving fast so we have to adapt and, and change a lot all the time so that brings stress but i would say that you know, you need to treat each other as, you know, as a couple first and always put that first and, you know, make time for date nights and, you know, turn off your phone at nine o'clock, you know, do things like that, that kind of separate work from you as a couple. Um, And I'm not going to say we always get it right because there's definitely times when we're completely out of balance and work dominates our lives. But we try and at least have one day a week where we're not sort of work focused. And that's easy. And now we have a team where, you know, who are doing social media, some, some of the social media for us, and we can kind of switch off a little bit at the weekends, but it takes work. It's like anything that's worth, worth doing. You have to work on it. You have to work on it continuously to get to the right point. And it's a work in progress, that balance, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. You know, I just can imagine not working with Judy every day. It's cause it's a, it's a real gift. I get to like, see her every day i don't have to leave her for 50 hours a week and go to somewhere else i get to like build stuff with her and create stuff and share the ups and we, yeah we share the downs as well but 
they're more ups and downs and um yeah it's an incredible journey so i say if you're thinking about doing it like do it but like remember like your relationship above all else and everything else is secondary to that i love that it's awesome it's awesome to hear that you guys are you know having a good time um yeah we're having a good time i i I totally (laughs) exactly i I totally understand we've just kind of entered uh working together on this podcast anna and i so uh we're starting to build something that has purpose uh, where we're exactly on the same level you know we've helped each other out in the past but now that we're you know really in line with our work um yeah it's a cool feeling there's definitely the hardships but we, I think ultimately are really enjoying the challenge and, you know, the, the times that we get to spend together. So it's, a, it's I'm really, positive. I'm really, I'm really excited for you both. I think actually aligning your kind of professional careers with your beliefs and working together, you, you guys are going to really go and um, do great things. So like, I think it's really exciting for you both. Do appreciate that, man. Thank you. Do the old, old date night. Classic yeah. Date well, night. I mean, Portland's film and, you know, like have some good food and, we saw Game Changers the other night. That was pretty Amazing, dope. Yeah. That was cool. It and then Portland itself is just full of vegan food. So, yeah. you know, we've, we've, been, we've been exploring the place for sure. It's, uh, it's got lots of good options. Um, I just want, if I can fit one more question in. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's go for it. Future of Vevolution. Where yeah. are you planning on, on taking this spaceship? Yeah, so... We definitely have had ambitions to take Vevolution outside of the UK, but obviously scaling an events business is really difficult because it really relies on um, connections and it really relies on um, us having either the money to hire really big teams to go and execute on that or us personally going and traveling and, and doing that ourselves. So it's proved quite difficult to make it. Some of that isn't kind of UK based. Um, the future for Fevolution is really exciting, but it definitely is the consumer Fevolution Festival we hope is going to continue to grow. We've kind of grown out of all the, most of the venues in, in London now that can hold education conferences. So we're, um, we'll see where it, that goes. But in terms of Fevolution more generally, I think we're really dedicated to trying to support businesses, really help people in their startup journey. There's lots of really exciting things I'm working on at the moment that I can't really talk about yet, but it's all in the realm of business support and um, finding ways we can basically make it easier for businesses to grow and raise money and just do all the things they need to do to be successful. So we're going to keep growing She Does Plants, Evolution Festival, Pitch and Plant, all these things. Um, There's lots of new exciting stuff I'm hoping to like bring out in the next couple of months. I did see that you guys are really into the co-working kind of yeah, area. Yeah. Uh, I heard a little bit about that on a, on a previous podcast. So yeah, um, yeah I'm excited. I would, for, you know, I, would love to, I would love for us to have a space to kind of incubate and accelerate companies. Um, London's very expensive place yes. to do that. Um, and we're a really small team. So everything we do, we have to do in, um, blocks basically we have to be quite focused and not spread ourselves too thinly that's something i'm i'm definitely as an entrepreneur um at risk of doing because i'm quite a high energy lots of ideas kind of person um but there's definitely a future goal is to kind of have a space where we can kind of work with startups on a more kind of 
intimate basis. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super excited and yeah, we'll certainly be reaching out to you if we do make it to the UK. Um, hundred percent. You're welcome anytime. Yeah. We'd love to, we'd love to catch up for another pod and I've really enjoyed today's chat. I feel like it was, uh, wide ranging, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> wide ranging, relaxed. Yeah. I, I really uh, enjoyed your company today, mate. So thank yeah, you. I suppose thank you to Rachel for, for reaching out. Yeah, Rachel and the team. I, I did tell her to reach out. <laughs> I was like, Rachel, we didn't want to go on this podcast. This guy seems cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, thanks to the both of you. And yeah, say good day to, to Judy for me. I will do. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll definitely catch up when we're over there. But yeah, yeah appreciate, yeah, appreciate your time. Appreciate what you two are building together. And yeah, I, I just hope you you know, go from strength to strength and, and continue to build this community that you've, you've created. Thanks, Matt. It's been great. Cheers, mate. Hi, guys. We're here again. The end of another week of Veg Talk. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today and the online recording was okay for your ear holes. It is something that I'll likely welcome in the future. However, I'll be aiming to keep the high majority of these in person. One thing I did learn from today's chat with Damien is the use of language when talking about climate change. I'll often talk about it like it's something that will happen in the future. However, I've got to change this myself. It's happening now. It's, you know, it's happening today in 2019. So I think it's ultimately important uh, in translating the urgency of this global emergency. Let me know what you guys thought of today's show by sending us a direct message on Instagram or by leaving a review on the Apple Podcast application on iPhone. It's been great to be with you all again for another week of the Veg Talk podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate your time. And the fact you choose to listen to this show is incredible in and of itself. With so many shows to choose from these days, I'm truly grateful. Until next week, keep it plant-based and I will catch you all for another conversation with an inspiring plant-powered human being.